Cool 97 Radio. Singles live on the nation's coolest, Cool 97 FM. Before we move into our talk segment, if you can't catch it live, then you can listen on demand anytime, anywhere on the go. So you can hear some of the shows you missed. Power Thoughts, Will Mills, Singles Live, Let's Get This Money, or Remembering the Legends are all available just for you on kunadi7fm.com. It's easy. Visit kunadi7fm.com and click on podcast to hear your favorites again. Kunadi7fm, keeping you cool anytime, any place. So if you have missed any Singles Live and you want to hear them, or you want to just re-listen, then, of course, you can go to cool97fm.com and click on the Singles Live logo on the podcast and you can listen to the shows that you have missed. Um, moving into another interesting topic, part two. Um, part two was supposed to have happened from last month, but uh, due to technical difficulties, we did not have part two then. So we are having part two with Andre Allen Casey tonight, and we're going to be looking at coping with loss and disappointments. And there is not an individual that is on the face of this earth that has not gone through loss and or disappointments. It is inevitable. Andre Allen Casey, are you there with us? Yes, ma'am. Let me first say happy belated birthday. Thank you. was saying all different sorts of that's things, why, you know. That's why he's not in studio. Because mm-hmm. he, he um, enjoyed himself. <laughs> yeah, in the spirits. <laughs> so that's what Dre was saying about you, Andre, and I and I made it absolutely clear that you do not indulge in certain beverages. And no. we thought that you were on a sugar high from no, all listen, of the cake. Listen, listen. The wine is sugar divine. High, the sugar. wine is divine. That's all, I'm, that's all I gotta say. <laughs> Alrighty then, so all the best for the rest of your new year and may the love of our divine creator continue to shine on you so that you can continue to do his work and um, all the best for your family and I know that you had a wonderful um, day yesterday. Also sending before I forget because I'm so surrounded by individuals who are having birthday um, in this month um, Wendy Miller who was our guest um, and we had we wanted both of you together, Andre, but unfortunately it did not happen. So she came on um, the week that you could not. Um, her birthday was the day before yours, right? Okay. And so I'm sending a belated birthday also to uh, Wendy Miller. Girl, uh, continue to be strong. And I know because I saw the pictures that you had an awesome day, an awesome day. So, let's move into our conversation, coping with loss and disappointments. Andre, 
Is there a way for you to recap part one so that we can move into part two? Okay. Mm -hmm. I can try. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think as far as as far as we suffer and loss um, it is akin to being disappointed mm-hmm. and we cannot and almost it's almost impossible for us to experience loss and loss of course goes across the board but one of the most um, damaging if I can use that word loss is loss of a loved one mm-hmm. and so the disappointment will come as a result of that while it is true that there are some losses that we should expect it does not replace the disappointment or stop it mm-hmm. for that matter mm-hmm. um, not only that my, it may be a little bit important for us to know how to manage disappointment or to even understand disappointment. Because the more we understand the disappointment, then we are in a better position to manage the loss. So, and I'm saying manage it. But if, take for example, once we understand that disappointment is inevitable, once we understand that not even with our best efforts, (laughs) we can stop it, then chances are we may need to prepare ourselves for it. And I did say chances are. And so... Even with our best efforts, we cannot stop the inevitable. But can we surround ourselves with persons that are very supportive and loving and kind and are not in our lives to fulfill fulfill rather their agenda, but especially at a point where we are suffering grief or loss or loss of any kind, then these persons are here to soften the blows, Hmm. the blow of disappointment, um, because of the support and the resources they are ready to lend, to give. True. True. Um, Another point that we want, that we could establish, that we can reach up is the idea that it is important for us to learn to cope with it because anything short of that literally will put us at a disadvantage and in other words let me give you some example of that disadvantage if we fail to cope with life's inevitable or disappointments or even fail to learn to manage our loss, our losses. We run the risk of becoming distracted by our painful situations. But not only that, 
disappointments um, as a result of the disappointment we can also become resentful and operate from a victimized position but not only that um, hope for a better tomorrow can feel like a fleeting dream but not only that um, we can set up ourselves to become depressed and this is why it is critical crucial for us to know how or understand the importance rather of learning to cope with loss and disappointments because if we don't then those things that I just mentioned can become real in our lives and the final recap would speak to the idea of the fact that we how do we manage loss in a in a relationship because sometimes we can feel so dejected and 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 hurt that we may end up remaining alone because we do not want to experience a similar loss. Mm-hmm. So because we do not want to have that experience again, then to what end? Why am I going to make myself susceptible to going through this painful experience all over again? Because you are going to leave me. Mm-hmm. I cannot afford um, for that to happen to me. So I really do not open my heart to have any meaningful relationship with anyone. Um, so by and large, I'd expect for you to go. As a matter of fact, chances are I may even sabotage mm-hmm. the relationship since you're going to leave anyway. So why should I have any type of commitment to you considering that you will leave? And so one way for us to manage that is to possibly consider what if? What if the person will leave? What if the person is prepared to make that commitment? Suppose you leave them. <laughs> Because something would be able to say we are the only ones that tend to suffer the loss. As if to say we, you know, um, cannot leave someone um, by whatever means. And so you see, different mechanisms that we want to share, um, maybe I shouldn't say mechanism, but at least thought processes that we can share to help a person to manage a loss in a relationship would begin with the fact that anybody, each each of us, may leave. And it is a risk that we are running. But by and large, we cannot operate our lives on what is. We just have to learn to accept what we see in front of us today. Mm-hmm. We, we just have to learn to love and be the best part of ourselves 
for that person today. We literally have to learn to give ourselves a present by living in the, in the present. present. So in, true. You know, um, anything short of that, then we're going to we're going to use our past pain and futurize it, which then means our present is equally in pain because we cannot stop and smell the roses as the saying goes because I am expecting disaster tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And so I hope those that, that kind of mindset then will change um, our dim <laughs> expectation for tomorrow True. and just make the best Today. today and speaking about expectation i'm just going to throw this question at you um andre um with so much that is happening around us it's like almost like every corner we turn there's some form of disappointment and we all know that they're inevitable disappointments is going to come you can't go around it no matter where you are what color class creed religion it is going to come at you rich or poor so with all of that being said why do we bother to have expectations? Is it something that is innate in us to expect? And, 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 I, and I can push this even further because you have some people who have um, positive expectations while you have some people who have negative expectations, but we all have some form of expectation. Yes. Um, you know, as you stated, some would say to not have any expectation at all. So as not to become disappointed. <laughs> is, uh, that, that is, is that possible? No. No. I, I, but but let, me, let me say this. You do have... Well, let me, let me not say that. Let me not say it is not possible. Because the truth is, you have some folks that are um, doomsdays people in, in, in their minds and attitude and mannerism and behavior. And so, remember when I mentioned earlier about how we can sabotage even our relationships mm-hmm. because of a loss? Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I'm talking about. You do have some folks that do not plan to commit to anybody or to anything because of the amount of disappointments they have experienced day in day out and so they are amazingly pessimistic and so the he who feels it mindset and mentality have dominated not only their thinking but their operating mm-hmm. and so you can't go and talk you didn't go when you go to you had my pain you had my experience no you can't go and talk Somebody can't tell me nothing. So we talk ourselves in not giving ourselves a chance to have another experience. No, let me me change that. A better experience. We Mm -hmm. talk ourselves out in giving ourselves a chance to have a better experience. So we come into tomorrow looking for something bad to happen. Chicken Mary, heart me near. <laughs> I can't afford to be merry. 
I cannot revisit, revisit rather, this pain. Yeah, the pain, the fear of, of the pain, of disappointment, the fear, right. the pain. So the truth is this mm-hmm. um, Now, mark it now, you know, I do not agree. <laughs> I am suggesting, I'd like to suggest, I'm going to put something on the table as to something that we can do. But, but what I was just doing first was to, to say that I understand the context as to why someone might be so pessimistic because of their past experiences. And especially if in their minds they have tried everything. And it doesn't matter what them do. As a matter of fact, they are convinced that somebody will be at them. They're salt. Salt, salt. Salt, Peter. I'm going to wash off needed. You know, we laugh, but the, but the truth is, that is an amazing reality for a number of folks. Mm-hmm. And so they don't, again, they don't allow themselves to give themselves a chance. Um, so, so their self-talk is very pessimistic. Their self-talk is um, he who sees it knows it. Their self-talk is their blood run through me too. Their self-talk is how much can one person expect one person to take. And that kind of self-talk <laughs> doesn't empower them. Nope. But it makes them feel defeated. And therefore, um, by extension, align themselves, almost waiting, looking um, with keenness for, the, for, for a glimpse of the disappointment to come. So even if it don't even look like it, when them finish um, explain it, mm-hmm. it must be a disappointment. Mm-hmm. And therefore they take pride that is a good thing. My heart was not conditioned. It's a good thing my heart was not conditioned. Can I see that? Watch tell you. Mm-hmm. Same thing may I tell you. Same thing may I tell you. Mm-hmm. And so the truth is and Andre, that is an amazing reality for many, many persons. For many, many, many persons. And so, we are hoping that programs like these will um, change that mindset. And so, one way to bring about that change is to suggest that persons um, change their mindset. That persons recognize that we do not have to um, remain into the past disappointment. That that we do not surrender to our circumstances. That, That we continue to focus on our goal. And even if we did not achieve that goal, then my argument is... Find next one. Get a next goal. But you have to give yourself a chance to survive. You have to give yourself a chance to survive. My argument is 
that we learn to go with the flow. Hmm. That that we don't ruminate on what happened yesterday and let it affect what kind of adjustments we are prepared to make come tomorrow. What kind of lessons could I have learned and therefore how do I forge my way forward rather than saying no woman can be trusted and <laughs> all men are dogs. <laughs> See? And, and so the truth is with that kind of mindset um, we really don't open our hearts to trust anybody. So we really don't have meaningful relationships. We have surface relationships or friends with benefits. Mm-hmm. And, and, and unfortunately, <laughs> we have allowed that now to become the order of the day. When in truth and in fact, if you should genuinely search the hearts of many folks that of that inclination, you realize that they are operating from a place of pain, pain. and hurt mm-hmm. and fear. Mm-hmm. Andre Allen Casey, um, we're going to take a very short break. And then when we come back, we want you to uh, share with us some suggestions on how we can deal with uh, disappointments. Uh, okay. Something that... Um, one of the, 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 the takeaway points from our last from our last segment, which was um, part one, and it's something that is very important, that when we get to certain points in our life when we feel so disappointed and we feel that we can't go on or we can't move forward, something that Andre said um, as he alluded to part one, support, support, support. There are days that you're going to be feeling as though you cannot take that one little step forward, that there is no hope, that there is no future, that everything, that you start like salt Peter and nothing on Guan feel. But it is very important that um, persons, rec- or persons recognize um, when someone is going through that deep, Disappointment and loss, and and become supportive. Or if you're in a in 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 that position, to to seek support yourself. It is very important that uh, during these um, stages, during this time, that support is well needed. Just had to say that. We're going to take a break. Don't touch that dial. Singles live. We'll be right back. Cool ninety seven radio. Singles Live on the Nation's Coolest, Cool 97 FM. Tonight we're continuing with part two of loss, coping with loss and disappointments. Andre Allen Casey, counseling psychologist, is online with us. And so we're going to continue our conversation. Andre? Yes. Um, before we move into the other um, question that I asked um, before we took the break, how many of us, though, really admit when we are disappointed? I mean, really say, boy, Andre, X, Y, Z never happened. I'm disappointed um, about whatever. Do we really admit our disappointments or we, um, we internalize and then act out? 
So you give the answer. But seriously, that is exactly right. As a matter of fact, that is one one of. I'm not saying it is the soul, but it is one way for us to manage or deal with our disappointments. One of the first things we need to do is to accept that we are disappointed. We have to ball it out, even to ourselves. So, you know, somebody disappointed. Mm-hmm. No, I'm in the business. Nobody wants it. We disappoint. I feel bad. Whether I feel bad, Rasta, I feel bad, I am, I feel bad, Jesus, whatever. All I'm just saying, just name it. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes when we don't name it and we try to bury it or suppress it, it's like we blow some hot air, hot air in a balloon and 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 hold a finger on it. The hot air stays in the balloon, you know? Hmm. And if we keep on blowing more hot air in the balloon, what do you think happens to the balloon? It can burst. Because we're not letting it out. And so one way to let out the hot air or the disappointment is, is, is to... So, hey, you're so disappointed. Let's call it out. Let's relieve yourself of that tension by admitting and accepting that you are disappointed. Mm-hmm. What we have found is when persons do not do that, it, then, then the... What, what, what is the saying, the, 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 the straw that breaks the camel back. Mm-hmm. My argument is... The camel back would not be broken if we never have so much straw on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? I'm so easy. Because we might not understand that this little or straw disappointment, we might limit it and recognize that this is nothing. Okay, just ignore it. Just ignore them. No matter answer them. But that is one disappointment. It's like a straw right there. And an extra come on. And an extra come on. And then sometimes for days, we are going, packing up, uh, and carrying more straws until... When another small infraction comes our way, we are surprised at the reaction. It is because for days, weeks on end, we have been ignoring or trivializing. That's what what I call a straw. We have been trivializing the disappointment and not naming it and calling it out. And then now, when another straw disappointment comes now, we are broken because we have too many past straws on our backs. So yes, we need to announce it and say, yeah man, sometimes even to the person, when someone disappointed, not wrong to say, you know, somebody disappointed. Yeah man, disappointed, that's why I even know. And the person might, you may not get a certain reaction from them. The person might, not even say sorry. Uh, they might even tell you how good. 
but my argument is well, once you announce it, do not announce it to say in order to get validation. So let me say this again. I hope your listeners are taking notes. Do not say to the person, I am disappointed in order for them to heal you. You are just announcing the disappointment. You're not looking for any validation. You're not looking for no sorry. If you get it, thank you, Jesus. If you don't... But you did not offer it mm-hmm. in order for Keep you to feel moving. better. Mm-hmm. Don't go there. You might get another disappointment. <laughs> so I have a question for you, Andre. Ian is asking, Andre, isn't it important to manage your expectations or to minimize um, the disappointment? Yes, you can manage your expectations. But I'm also saying um, to Ian that sometimes with you, that's what's called a disappointment, you know. Because you thought you would have done everything in your power to manage that expectation. And so, not even with your best efforts, um, necessitates that you will not be disappointed. As a matter of fact, let, let me say this quickly. And, and, and that's just a powerful um, question by, by, by Ian. Um, let us bear in mind this thing about disappointment. Disappointments are independent of our feelings and efforts. Hmm. Say that again, Andre. Disappointments are independent of our feelings and efforts. They come whether we expect them to or not. So disappointment, therefore, operates through a multiplicity. Disappointments operate through a what? A multiplicity of multifaceted mediums and modes. So no matter, so when you try to stop it, it all comes. Sometimes it's, so no matter how much you try to manage it, you are, disapp- you are disappointed because it is a way of life and living. You cannot stop disappointment. Remember, you know, disappointments occur when two things happen. Number one, there is unhappiness from the failure of something hoped for or expected to happen. So, and 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 and, and so I'm saying, nobody, therefore, has no expectations. No matter what you say, I don't have an expectation. Lies. That's not true. Mm, that's not true. Mm-hmm. And then number two. When someone has something that fails to satisfy hopes or expectations, these are the two things that occur that constitute disappointments. When someone or something fails, so, so that even the person who set out to, but something fails to satisfy our hopes, um, satisfy um, hopes or satisfies expectations. So. You never leave out of the house to get wet up, to get licked down, he say lose a job. Then in that case, whenever, whenever, I think you're going to say, well, okay, since something bad ever happened to me, I'm not staying in my house, and then the house won't catch a fire. 
So the very place that you look for refuge, even it compound down. All I'm saying here, it is outside. Oftentimes, disappointments are even outside of um, the, 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 the mediums or, or the things that we put in place to safeguard us. Because okay, disappointing. Mm-hmm. disappointments, again, like I said, it is independent of our feelings and it is independent of our efforts. So, number one, accept that you are disappointed. But what right. else can we do? Number two, we need to, and we're talking about something that we can do to help us to manage or deal um, with our disappointments. And number two, I'm saying here, um, I think we need to, to do a reality check. Is it really that bad? So notice I am not saying we must... So I'm agreeing that we must manage our expectations, but we can only do that to a certain extent and no more. So that's why I'm giving these as ad- additional, or maybe I should say... Um, um, yeah, let me use the word additional means that can be utilized to help us to manage our disappointments. So do I really have to check? Is it really that bad? And why I say that? Because sometimes we can exaggerate up our pain enough. And I know that might sound away, but it's true. Sometimes we can make it look bigger than it really is. And, uh, you know, we take we put yourself on the cross and take Jesus off on the cross and everything turn crosses. Um, when in truth and in fact, maybe if we just step back and look objectively at what is happening to us, we may just realize that, hold on a minute, this is not so bad after all. It could be worse. You know, mm-hmm. it, it could be worse. And And... And this is where it might be important for us to learn to manage our feelings. Because oftentimes, folks can find themselves hyper-ventilating um, and uh, having some anxious moments mm-hmm. because they cannot manage the outcome. So they hyperventilate, that's the word I'm looking for. Because they cannot manage the outcome or they have anxiety attacks because they cannot manage the outcome. And so feelings are real and feelings are important to recognize. But watch this now. But thoughts are not always the truth. Say that again. Feelings are real and are important to recognize. But thoughts are not always the truth. That's what psychotherapist Sarah Mandel says. And I agree with her. We need to try to look objectively at our problems to help separate fact from fiction and therefore reduce negative self-talk. That is my recommendation. It, it, it may not be so bad after all. To, 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 the, to the extent that somebody might even come to us and say, so, so that's your going so over? 
could have swear said the place about now. That's your boy's over. You know, so I'm just saying, um, do I want to check? Because it may not be so bad after all. Just saying. Mm-hmm. And the next thing mm-hmm. is to go high when hit with a low blow. For Andre, I wonder kind of sometimes can be very, very um, complicated. Um, going high when hit with a low blow. Um, we're cultured to... Um, Lick back. <laughs> I was going to say slap back. <laughs> we're, we're, cultured, we're cultured to hit back, right? Eh? We're not cultured to go high. We're cultured to hit back, to retaliate. Um, yeah. And so we we, 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 we tend to, 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 to hit with low blows when when something when disappointment happens, we point fingers. Um, we take ourselves out of the equation and blame everything and everyone, um, not knowing that disappointment is inevitable. And there's some things that it, it, it just happened and no one is to be blamed. But we always say if. And sometimes we even blame ourselves. If me did know. If me did follow my mind. If me did, if me never. If me never meet the person. If me did stay home today. If me did listen to um, me, me, that, that, the, the feeling, me did I get the feel? As a matter of fact, we even gone, gone, say, we did our, we did our dream about you. So, me I talk about it. <laughs> so, the experience now um, gives legitimacy mm-hmm. to the dream. Mm-hmm. Me tell you, a week's now, me I dream about this thing and I see them, me tell you. You understand? So we find every excuse um, to deflect what is happening um, and blame somebody else for our disappointment. And I'm not saying that the persons can't cause it to be disappointed, you know, but we spend so much time um, looking at what other persons have done um, to cause the disappointment as opposed to looking at what we can do to accept the disappointment and to move on. That's correct. You know, as you were there speaking, and I'm possibly pretty sure we have done a show on this already, but I would like to um, revisit it. And it's, and it's about retaliation. Mm-hmm. So we can put that down, and you know, and you can, or you can you can think about it and tell me what you know what says you. But but to talk about retaliation because. We are so angry in our society that it has become, as I said a while ago, it's such a difficult thing to do. But I wonder why. As I said, we have been cultured. Well, we have to stop it. You know, we have to reach a place and a stage where we say enough is enough. Now, what is true? Though we don't get to choose, and let me take my time and say this, though we don't get to choose the situations about which we feel disappointed, we have a lot of choice, our choices, regarding how we respond to the disappointment. 
My argument is, folks, we can choose what we do. We can choose what we say. We can even choose what we think about any given situation. The, the, the problem is, if we believe that I have no other choice mm-hmm. but to react this, this way, then you better believe that's how you're going to react. We have to believe that I have a choice to not give it back to you in equal measure. We have to believe that, that I have that choice. The problem is we believe that as soon as somebody has done us any kind of injustice, we have to retaliate. So going high is, is stupid or foolful or you're an idiot or you're not a sense. Or people will take advantage of you or disadvantage of you. And so we believe that going high makes us the victim, not recognizing that we're also saving ourselves and maybe, maybe even by extension the other person too. And so why react in such a way that is going to further victimize you? Because that's no empowerment. If you lift down somebody, what, what's going to happen to you? Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. How do you educate even, even that person who has disappointed you how to react in a favorable way, in an amicable way? How do you educate that person if you mirror the ugliness in and from that person? You know, Trisha Andor says it is important to head disappointment up at the pass or the creek, you know, before things run into irritation and before it becomes anger and resentment and jealousy or bitterness. So we have to go high because if we react according to how we feel, then chances are, and I did say chances, chances are we are um, building up irritation, anger, resentment, jealousy, and bitterness. At minimum, those five things. And so, go high doesn't only save you. <laughs> save others. But, but, but it saves others. And, and it educate others. True, I like that class on Andre, it educate others. And other persons don't understand how that works, um, especially for what we're seeing in terms of what is happening with the, with the, with the youngsters, with our children. Education is not just about writing something on a piece of paper, on a board, or watching something. It is also about observing others and their behavior. And so if we see more persons going high, um, in terms of their behavior, um, then our children will start to emulate that. But we are seeing so many persons take going low and throwing blows and behaving in a slaps and kicks and tumps and whatever else. And so um, our youngsters, they are modeling that. Mm-hmm. And so if we have more persons taking the high road, 
as we Jamaicans would say, which we don't like because we look at the high road, as Andre said, um, Dre has been weak, as, 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 as you know, have no sense. Or you could make the man do that to you, and you know, retaliate. Yeah, you're soft. Um, but it takes a man of, or a woman of strength and wisdom and knowledge to say hi to stay high and to ask as Andre Allen Casey would say to what end to what end yes Excellent. to what end so I'm quoting Andre let's move on and the uh, next one is Andre is don't stew in negativity Jesus Pism no man Jesus and Pism Mm-hmm. Don't stew in negativity. You know, Mont Drenier says the secret to dealing with disappointment is to let, is to not rather let it grow into stronger emotions like discouragement and depression. Mm-hmm. He says the longer I stew in disappointment the more likely I will allow myself to become discouraged. Which, it is even more difficult to get through. And so the longer I am discouraged, the greater the chances of becoming depressed. Don't stew... Hello? We're hearing you. Don't stew into negativity. When you stew into negativity, not only do you feel hurt, you may find yourself responding from a place of hurt. So the common jargon says, hurt people, hurt people. Mm-hmm. And so, to what end do I stew in negativity? Do I no longer... Um, Try for tomorrow? Do I, do I decide that I no longer have hope because of the bad experiences of yesterday? What do I do? You know, too many of us, and I may have said it earlier, so let me repeat myself. Too many of us futurize our pain. As a matter of fact, let me give you a test to you and Andre. Give me one example each of how we futurized our pain. Dre, you hear that? I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Hmm. And you have one minute leave. <laughs> <laughs> Right, what well, you're saying, I'm supposed to go first in terms of how we futurize our pain. How we futurize our pain? Um, negative, negative, negative self-talk. Me can't bother with this. Um, me not, me not, me not, me not, me not sure me can do this. Um, uh, as you had mentioned before, in terms of relationship-wise, um, all man are dogs, so me no one none. 
um, and also um, sabotaging. Um, you go for an example, you go for a job interview, and if you don't even go inside there, you're going to say, boy, you know, me, no, me not get a job there no, because a six interview me did go up on, and, 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 me no, say, me not get there one here. Or you just don't go to the interview. Or you just don't go to the interview. Yeah. So I think I an- yourself. Yes. So I think I answered for dread too, you know, you need to forgive me some. <laughs> 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 we can share the point. Yes. <laughs> but that's our future is open. Mm-hmm. We're chewing in too, too much negativity. And so because we have had bad experiences in the past, of the past, listen, that past made even be yesterday. Did you know that no longer? Look at it this way. The longer you live, you cannot come back to yesterday. Mm-hmm. You could have lived like Methuselah. You cannot come back to when? Yesterday. Yesterday. No matter who you are. And so my argument is... I think a lot of people need to hear that. Mm-hmm. I didn't get that. Dre says that he thinks a lot of persons need to hear that. Trust me. They need to reality check that. Yes, man. Yes, yeah. man, they do. They Cannot do. go back to yesterday. Cannot go back to yesterday. And, and so sometimes they say, but we use that negative experience to decide what we're going to do tomorrow. And and our it imprisons us or captivates us and we don't give ourselves a chance to explore the opportunities of tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Because we're chewing in negativity and we're having the conversation about our disappointments. Mm-hmm. Over and over I've said and this, over. I've again. said this before and again say it again. This is not by me. Cremated disappointment. Don't embalm them. Mm-hmm. Hold that thought. Another break coming up. And I think it's purpose uh, 175 before we take the break. Um, persons who love to read can get this book. It's it's a very, very good book by Ian Lavanzant. And uh, Ian says, feel the pain, honor the shock, look for the lesson, keep on moving. Keep on moving in a way that honors who you really are. Your experiences may knock you down, but it is your responsibility not to let them keep you down. And uh, that's from the book, Faith in the Valley, by Ian Levanzant. So, get that book. Very, very good book. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Cool 97. Radio. Singles Live on the Nation School at School 97 FM. Tonight's topic, coping with loss and disappointments. And we have been giving you some suggestions on how to deal with disappointments. We started off by saying, boy, you need to accept that you're disappointed. Uh, Do a reality check. Remember to do that. It may not be as bad as it seems. And then um, whenever the negatives come at you go high 
when you're hit with low blows. And before we took the break, we also said, do not stew in negativity. Though Andre's word is, Andre is still there. Yep. Don't ru- yeah, your favorite word, you know, you see, is a ruminate. ruminate. Yeah. <laughs> Don't ruminate on your pain. Don't ruminate on your pain. Don't ruminate in negativity. Mm-hmm. Don't look. Don't don't look companion for your negativity. That's a misery love company. Don't look companionship for ensure that you stay there. Right? See companionship that is going to take you out of your negative zone. Uh huh. All right. Another one. You, yes. you wanted to add or we do we move on? No, we can move on. All right. Avoid anxious reactions by lowering stress. And that is so true. Because most of us, our jobs are stressful. Our relationships. I mean, in Jamaica, your life, <laughs> living in Jamaica, can be stressful. Um, by and large, a number of folks, especially when you look at their um, personal challenges, mm-hmm. and sometimes they don't even get a break, literally. And so, while it is true that we are quite a resilient um, set of people, what is equally true is that. We have to find some time to do me and recognize that I work to live. I don't live to work. And just have some time for our own social life and recreation. But if we feel... But if we don't find the time, rather, to do that, then understand that we're setting up ourselves to become stressed out. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to deal with, I want to, I want to deal with it in another way. I want to mention this. I want us to equally avoid anxious reaction. So first I was talking about recognizing how stressful our environments are on a whole and how we need to give ourselves a break but on the other side I want to also mention here that are we avoiding anxious reactions and anxious moments you know if we keep on reacting or overreacting to a particular situation then it's will become our default or our norm. I'm suggesting that each time we are disappointed or we feel anxious about something, that we do not react according to our feel. That we go and find or do something that is that will not make us feel worse, but make us feel better. So somebody insult us, rather than get vexed, we're not just laugh. Decide, so you're going to laugh, no? Um, and and I'm, not, I'm not talking in a fake laugh. Find 
try and find something funny about what they're saying so that it don't evoke a particular emotion in you where you feel like you have to be rude and crude and you have lost yourself. And the more we do that, in essence, we are creating what is called a sweet spot, a go-to place whenever we feel hurt. Whether whether at the end of the day, we go and listen to music or we go on a meditation or we start to pray or we start to sing all I'm saying do something that will calm you down mm-hmm. and make you feel like you can function rather than allowing that ugliness to overtake you and the ugliness now not only overtakes you but it regulates you it regulates your thinking you can't work you can't eat your blood pressure gone up. You just feel like you want to do something. Nobody can't, you don't want to talk to nobody. You see? Look at what is happening to you. You have allowed your, 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 what the person says or what a situation creates to, put, to, to automatically put you into a state where you cannot function. I am suggesting that we start to do something opposite. So even so, it may have intended to bring about this response. Do the opposite of it, and do it frequently, and do it so often that it becomes your new default. That is what I'm suggesting. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to find things to do every day that will keep us calm so that we don't feel it is the end of our world every time we are disappointed by a particular outcome. That is what I'm suggesting. Avoid anxious reactions. Well, by lowering our stress, but also by start doing things that, that although this is, is supposed to be the, the, the attending behavior, we're saying we're not doing it that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So don't make you feel in cause if you do something fool fooling. It's best if you have a conversation with the feeling and you say, no, I'm not doing it this way. Mm-mm. You know, say, you know, 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 you you so let me let me see if I can use this as an example of what you say, Andre. Can you hear me? I can hardly hear. You can't, you, you, I, I can hear you. No. You can hear me now, right? Yes, go I'll ahead. I'll say, let me see if I can use this as an example of um, what you just said. Uh, well, like a, a, you know, a real-life scenario. Um, so, of course, everybody knows the incident um, at the Oscars, right? So, would you say, um, you know, what you just said in regards to laughing it off and... Go and watch in Sanford and Son is 
pretty much the same thing as what um, <clears throat> Chris Rock had done in terms of laughing it off and then making a joke about it. Okay, it could be. So all I'm saying, he never fighting back. Mm. He never turned to a brawl. Yeah. Just saying. Okay. There you go. Got you. Mm-hmm. He teach him something. Yeah. He said, listen, I, I, you know, you can call me whatever you want to call me, but meekness don't mean weakness. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you have maintained your control. That's what you did. <laughs> and by the way, look at what is happening to you now. To what end? Look at what is happening to him now. Mm-hmm. And and there are different things that 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 the industry is even trying to do about banning him and all, and all those things. The motor, the motor disgrace him getting. <laughs> Look at what is happening to him now. A person's bad behavior doesn't dictate a response. Go high when you hit with a low blow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as hard as it may seem. As hard as it may seem. Bite your lip, dub, <laughs> hold on by your own hand. <laughs> And say, and tell your food fit no more. I'm sorry, I'm not like that. Well, I'm for your aunt. Well, I'm for your aunt, yes. He said, don't move in it. Don't move in it. You must say, you know, the other person here. Yeah, man. You must see me to the other person say, yeah, man, don't move. All right, Andre, let's move on. Let's put things in perspective. Let's another another suggestion is that we put things in perspective. Definitely. Elaborate on that. You know. I'm going to give an example. One day I was heading to work. Um, and I was running late. And the policeman stopped me. The policeman says to me, um, you know, sometimes because of, when you, when you drive certain kind of vehicle, mm-hmm. the policeman stops you all the time. And I just always have my papers ready. Policeman stopped me. I run in late. I gave him the papers as soon as I went on the window. And he was like, Hold on, hold on, boss. See, some of us are so. <laughs> so rather than, because I was a little bit anxious and I was running late, I was not into the, what's it, can I, can I talk you call that now? You're not into the foolish. <laughs> foolishness with you this morning. 
Okay, good interpretation. <laughs> Up to my mindset was. <laughs> so, uh, and so we're still talking about putting things in perspective. Perspective, right. And so, when he looked at my papers, he gave it back to me and said, wrong papers. And I was, you know, perplexed. So I looked back at the papers and I gave it back to him. And then what he did, you know, he shook back his hand with both hands and said, no, 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 ma, no, ma. The wrong paper to give me. <laughs> and, I, and then when it dawned on me that his money, rather than keeping my cool, I became annoyed. <laughs> And the first thing I said to him was, really? I told that man, no hurry, and you start me? Yes, Because sir. you want to extort me? Yes, so hurry up and pay the money. money. I understand. You're in a hurry, so hurry up and pay the money. Because you want to extort me? And, of course, that didn't put my situation, uh, or, or put me in, in a good place. Mm-hmm. Because the first thing he said was, did I ask you for any money, sir? Jay, <laughs> 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 in my memory, sir, I think things. I passed Andre on the side of the road that morning. <laughs> 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 no, sir. No, that was a different one. <laughs> 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 I I was a knife too, and that one too, boy. You know, it's something like it is something that happens often. You know? Yes, man. Let me tell you, man. Regular thing for me, man. So, mm-hmm. so I said to the gentleman, the man said to me, "Did I ask you for any money, sir?" And right this, I was like, you know, the man, right? The man never asked me. What you mean, run with it? I run down on that road. The man said, wrong papers. No, I don't know. Have any clue what kind of papers he might talk about. Mm-hmm. But I just assume that his money won for me. Mm-hmm. And so therefore, I call him out on it. And the man says, do you hear me ask you for any papers, sir? You know what happened? I check your papers. And it looked like I have to seize the vehicle. Whoa. So, I just look back on my papers one more time. And I'm not going to tell you on air. Market didn't come out either. But I alluded to something. I say, seize your. Mmm. Seize the noon. I don't know what you, what, whatever you're to think. Mm-hmm. Seize the noon. Oh, seize. He's in the man. <laughs> and then I remember a concept that I developed about having a conversation with my pen. And I took my pen out of my pocket. I'm talking about putting things in perspective. Because sometimes we have to change our interpretation mm-hmm. of our situation. Say that again, Andre. Sometimes we need to what? Change mm. our interpretation of our situation. Mm-hmm. If we don't do that, 
then we are going to label it in a way that we need not to and then make our situation even worse and so we need sometimes to find something useful that we can build on or that at least let us see even the smallest positive I took out my pen and I said to my pen feelings I was following you a while ago and this man was going to come a vehicle so guess what happened I'm going to ask you to leave me alone because if I follow you I go to jail today so Mr. Officer please proceed and call the record because I do not have the right papers and then I decide I turn off my vehicle wind down my windows and drop up my seat and put my head to drop asleep waiting for the record to come <laughs> <laughs> The policeman says, is a madman this? <laughs> and told me that I'm blocking up the road. I must, must proceed. <laughs> I'm just saying, sometimes I will put things in perspective. Sometimes, even when it look a particular way, don't run with it. Even if what you imagine it to be is true, don't run with it. Sometimes I will just bring it back and say, and, you know, it's not the same one, but I have to find a different way. Maybe I could say to him something different. If I was thinking, if I wasn't so anxious, mm-hmm. I could have said things to him like, you know, say, you know, so the papers them where you want, you know, work with them today. Yeah, man, I don't know they say, Papa. I don't know papers in there, But listen, man, I love to come back to my hands for you, know. And then, it was getting some newspaper the next day, you see. Uh, there was no clarity. Hey, what kind of paper did I get? It's about again. Then some bag of newspaper, cut up newspaper. Me, you know, I keep them for. <laughs> mm. But the kind of stuff, please. I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm not really making light of anything here. But maybe that's what we need to do. That's my point. Maybe sometimes we just need to make light of a situation. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we don't have we, we, we don't have to, you know, make it bigger and 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 sometimes we just pull back and just recognize that this person has the hand at this point in time and I, I do not have to exalt myself mm-hmm. and make demands. Sometimes I can just be humble and say, "Well, you're right, you know." Yeah, you're right. You're right. But yeah. And I, I never know that these papers were out. So again, character. Again. I'm a matter of fact, maybe I should just go with you to the, to the police station. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Mm-mm. That's all I'm saying. Just, you, you don't have to make it reach a, a part of the place. Just, just, just agree with him, say yes, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember one time a policeman stopped me talking about perspective, and I, and I told her, you know, a police stopped me, and I said to him, you know, 
And I was not using psychology, by the way. I was not using psychology. So I'm going to go ahead and say it. And the policeman stopped me. And he says, you know, you made an illegal right turn. And I said, Mr. Officer, can I tell you that is when I turn on that on this road, and it's when you walk out, I, you know, I box my left eye. I almost blind myself. And I said, why did I do this? Jesus. And I said, you know what to do? Write me the maximum amount because somebody like me should know better. And the man have the book and can't write. <laughs> That's all he's interested to find out. What do I mean by a man like me? As I said, I was not using psychology on the man. Mm -hmm. I just said a man like me should know better. Yeah, man. Anything you say about it. And the man is there saying, what do you mean by a man like you? I said, that's not important. What is important is that people like me must be better. Please write a ticket and hurry up because I'm going to hurry. And, and, and give me the maximum amount to. The maximum amount you want, Chad, man. Take our fine stuff. Come on, must know better. Mm -hmm. My apologies is here. And I was not, I was being quite genuine. I was not being, I was not doing reverse psychology here. Well, and I'll know. The ticket can arrive. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't tell ticket. you that you're not getting that ticket. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I psychoanalyze you. <laughs> <laughs> right, just saying. Alrighty. Yeah. Let's move on. Yeah, move on. Time is of the essence. Try not to take other people's reactions and opinions to heart. You know, sometimes you have to learn to become secure in our own point of view. So that others do not rattle us with mm -hmm. theirs. Say it again, Andre. Sometimes we need to become what? Secure in our own points of view. So that others do not rattle us with theirs. You know, don't feel the need to be right all the time, by the way. It is also important for us to own our mistakes and to apologize, you know, when called for. But 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 more importantly, don't take other people's reactions and opinions to heart. It's for them one, you know. People feel so what they want to say, you know. And believe what they want to believe. The question is, what do you believe about yourself? What do you know about yourself? What kind of facts do you have on you? I don't know why we end up allowing people to call our book. Seriously, my book, and and we have people are uh, 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 peeing tonight and are calling it. But um, you know, my house. Why don't loan people come live in it and come eat out your food? It's your house, and that but them broken night. Understand seriously? What about your mind? That belongs to you too, you know. Why allowing people to control it and regulate it and tell you when to be happy and when to be sad and when to be angry and when to be resentful and when to be bitter? Might as well you tell them, sis, draw the string here because I'm a puppet. True. True. They said, this is my fourth string, you know. 
One one to the right foot, one to the left foot, one to the right hand, one to the left hand. And you just move it at your women fancy. I'm just saying to you folks, we have to reach a stage and a, and a, and a, and a place in our lives that, that we will. Mr. Norman, me have my own thought process on this thing. And so that's not because you feel like you have any authority or, or you're brighter than me or you have a different position or you look different from me or better than me feel like you say because you say it you must do it or you must believe the lie that you have in your heart in your mind in your thinking about me no we should not be preoccupied by who is saying what to us we need to be preoccupied by what they are saying to us and stop and run W. Not the who, but the what. And so sometimes we can't move our lives forward because, you know, say, we can't believe say, I use say that to me. Mm-hmm. Say that the who that. Say, what did that person say? Okay, I need to establish boundaries going forward. So I do not have to subject myself to your ugliness. Simple as that. Mm-hmm. You can go dream about it instead. You know, Jesus. Please that alone. Next. Another one for you as we're getting ready to wrap things up in the talk segment is write down your distress. Yes. You know, journaling is a good way to mm-hmm. start because it can help you to express concerns and emotions about your disappointments in a non-threatening way. In a non-threatening way. And so writing can be used to release the pain and also to help us to rebuild strength. You know, when we write, we say, well, sometimes you know, it's a, it's a, it works as a healthy distraction. Where you find you're, you're, you're even you're angry and you're right to talk and you're right and when you're done as 50 pages a day you say hold on hello sir you're really angry man <laughs> but thank God you express it in writing rather than speaking so they ask them there I'm just saying here that you decided that you're not going to speak. You're going to express yourself in a different way. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you can look back and say, wow, look at the things that you wrote. And yeah. sometimes you even shame. Shame on yourself and laugh after yourself. yourself too. So what kind of foolishness this I was thinking? Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's good as it's good to do that, to journal and to go back. And you can also um, watch your growth mm-hmm. in Thank terms you. of your development, your positive development. Yeah. Right. And the it, minute you recognize that what you wrote was foolish and what was I thinking, mm-hmm. growth has taken place. Yes. Mm-hmm. Excellent. And that will take us into the next one. Develop positive thinking muscle. And the journaling can be one of the tools that you use to develop your positive thinking muscle. Definitely. Right. You know, 
when we get stuck focusing on bad news, we lose sight of what is right in our lives and the world around us. Our brains are fundamentally, our brains are what? Fundamentally wired to focus on negatives oftentimes in our lives. And so it's a part of our self-preservation to look for potential threats in the world around us. Our brains are so, are also, let me use this word, it is also neoplastic, meaning we can rewire Mm -hmm. our brain to look for what is right in the world rather than for the threats that are in the world. And so I'm saying here, list everything from that new job to the to the delicious coffee in the morning to the nice guys are cured to the ice cream. I am just saying, you know, you will see that your knee-jerk reaction to negative situations are newly transformed. Mm-hmm. And so can I allude to that earlier when we say do something differently account how you feel. So if this is how you're supposed to behave because you're vexed, come and do something different. And that's why I like when Andre mentioned, you know, what Chris Rock did. Do something different. Mm-hmm. And but, but if we don't start to practice it that way, then we can go to our ugly default. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Another one and the final one, as we are going to be wrapping things shortly, is breathe your way to a clear mind. Yes, ma'am. The simple act of taking a few deep breaths oftentimes will dissipate the cortisol or the stress hormone then through oxygenic Oxygenating is the word I'm looking for. Your blood. And it will get you back into thinking mode instead of reaction mode. Take some deep breaths, man. Breathing literally can help you to increase feelings of well-being and peace. And so I'm saying that it is important for us to remember that while we cannot always control the disappointments that come our way, we can seek to alleviate and counteract their impact in our daily lives just by breathing. Mm-hmm. You inhale through your nostril and you breathe out through your mouth as if to say you're breathing through a straw. It might be also important to have a particular imagery that when you are breathing in, you're breathing in good thoughts. Mm-hmm. And the ugly things that are inside of you, you're breathing Let's it out. Go. You wanted to get it out of your system. So you so you might even want to call it out, the good things, the good thoughts, the good perspective, the, the, the good goals, um, the good objectives that you like to have here and now. The transformation that you're looking for the empowerment that you're looking for, the positive self-talk, I can do this. Let me hold on my hand. D- don't listen to that. Say no, thank you. Leave it alone. To what end? Mm-hmm. Breathe that in. 
and then breathe out. I think I'm going to bed with this. It was a mother. Let me jump in my car and come over there. May I take off my chain? May I take off my chain right now? You know. That's all I'm saying. Breathing the new goals that you would like to achieve, irrespective of the pain you have just experienced. Give yourself hope, man. And yeah. breathe out the ugliness. You see why you say? I follow my feelings, you see? I don't know why I'm this a man draw my tongue. <laughs> 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 oh, golly. Right, just saying. Yeah. I hope it helps. Yes. Well, Andre, for those persons who have listened, I hope that you listened keenly. Um, because Andre not only made some suggestions, he also gave you some uh, suggestions to cope with uh, this loss and disappointment and some little things that you can do to ensure that you find yourself in a better place. I hope that you listened keenly um, because maybe the next time around we'll all charge you for that bit of information <laughs> while it is free and readily available inside singles that a bit of charge Dre don't yeah Dre I'll just charge you yeah um, but on a serious note though um, listeners I hope that you got some information I hope that you made some notes I hope that you'll take some of the suggestions that Andre Allen Casey has imparted um, in terms of how you can cope with your stress and your distress and your grief and your loss and disappointment. So once again, I want to say thank you so much, Andre. My pleasure. And continue to enjoy the rest of the week on your sugar high, eating all that cake. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Monday... Mm-hmm. is my wife's birthday. Yes. We're born one week apart. Oh, yes. You're not going to be bothering with the cooking this time around. <laughs> so cooking or burning? Which one? I don't know. <laughs> well, my suggestion, you just get some, cater, get some someone to prepare it for you. Run and pick it up and you set a nice um, dining table nicely for her and throw away the, the cater boxes and it's you're true. good to go. That's a thought. Yes. <laughs> I just told it, put the thing when it come, you just put them in the pot like you cooked it from scratch and said, honey, oh, can wow. I? And okay. she's going to be like, really? Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Eat it up from scratch. You did it your way. That's right. Andre, take care of yourself. My pleasure. And all the best, and see you next. See, you hear the word that me and Dre using? See you yes, next <laughs> month. Okay? Hold on, hold on. I'm not looking forward to it, so I won't get disappointed. <laughs> okay. You know? Yeah. 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 I'm, ex- I'm, what do you call it? You're hopeful. Yes, yes. No, no, no. You're not hopeful. hopeful. No. You're not being hopeful. I'm not being hopeful so that I won't be disappointed. Okay. <laughs> Okay. 
All right. If that's the way you want to do it, then go right ahead. I'm not stopping you at all. He doesn't want to be disappointed. He does not want to be disappointed. <laughs> that's the first thing he asked when he went this evening, you know, when I said, Andre's going to be by phone. He said, what? That's it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Long to see you. It was you. a pleasure. But yes, take care. Bye-bye. Cool 97.7 Radio. Radio.